produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Derek, Ken, and myself, Mike. Any clones around that we don't know of? All right. I haven't seen any yet, but that doesn't mean that we haven't been replaced by them. This is true. Everyone check underneath your eyelids for extra dots. Oh, wait. Wrong franchise. Uh, how are you guys doing? It's It's been a crazy week. It, it's, yeah. Uh, not only still trying to deal with the leftovers of celebration, it's, it's just work's been nuts. It's been crazy nuts around here. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, Patreon page is almost almost dialed in. I still got a few things to work out. But once I do, and I'm hoping to have it done by this weekend, or by the time this airs, you will be able to listen to pre-shows of the three shows. Well, at least two of the shows, because we have a guest on We Be Geeks on Friday at the moment, depending on how confirmation goes. Um, but you, you're going to be able to listen to the show, uh, our pre-show. Some days it's entertaining, some days it's not. But hey, we're, we're going to try and be open and let you all hear kind of what we go through a little bit before show. Because there's a lot of times we get some funny moments going. So um, check out the website, WookieRadio.net. Check out all our affiliates, Heroes and Villains. The new X-Wing stuff looks sweet. The TIE Fighter stuff from Celebrations on there. And it looks even better than the images from StarWars.com gave it. Um, yeah, I've not even looked at it recently. Oh, wow. I just pulled up the site and, dude, this looks amazing. Their site is looking great. Um, fighter stuff. Yeah, I I like the backpack better than the X wing backpack. I mean, I like the X wing backpack. Don't get me wrong, but I'm liking the more squared off top than the rounded top. Yeah, I don't know. I'm loving this both squadron shirt. Yeah. Um, check out our other other affiliates. Also, to check out our web store. I am in the process of working on Mandalorian themed, whether it's Boba Fett or the Mandalorian, maybe even Jango Fett, and I might even, if convinced, may even do. Uh, we could possibly even do Death Watch or uh, or Bo Katan and Sabine for. For the ladies, actually, I think we will look into doing that with the baseball jerseys, having the jerseys have that Mandalorian look. 
Yeah. And, and during the winter, it could still be great for layer because you could throw them on over your favorite long sleeve shirt or turtleneck. It still look good. How about that? Yeah, anybody who's watched baseball uh, baseball up north here for the, in the last month knows that baseball players wear stuff underneath their jerseys all the time. Yeah. When they're playing and it's like 35 degrees. Yep. So, yeah, um, I'm kind of focusing more of the theme designs right now to the baseball. And if something really sticks out and can really translate well, then we'll switch it over to hockey as well. But I think hockey is just going to stay the, pretty much the uh, the traditional looks, just our traditional designs. That's it. Well, Wookiee Radio, I'll still leave the, the Wookiee fur jersey up. And with uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks, yeah, the, the hockey jerseys that are up currently will stay up for the three shows. Um, actually, by the end of summer, the Captain Marvel jersey and Spider-Man Far From Home jersey will go away for a little bit, unless asked for by popular demand. Uh, those will go away and just be the, the standard six, the three traditional and the three uh, non-traditional shirts. Everything else, I'm just going to focus around the baseball jerseys. So, um, but getting right into it, celebration. Uh, we had our Smugglers Alliance meeting last week, or our roundtable for that, um, with the two folks who were there. Lucky stiffs. Well, John was kind of John. John was kind of working it too. So, yeah, um, yeah he was working it with air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was great to get view from the floor. Made me miss it more. It really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so biggest news and reveals from celebration. Um, oh, I do have to hit that. Huh? You don't have to click anything. Just scroll down. Okay. Yeah, I, I see it now. I was I was about to hit the... I'm looking at... Like I said, there's a storm front coming through, and my head is pounding. I'm trying to think straight. Um, you, you couldn't think straight without a storm. Well, this is true, too. <laughs> hey, wait, let me drink some vitamin drink, shall I? That is good stuff. Ollie's is where I got mine. That's where yep. you got your... You told me about it. And it is dirt cheap there. You know what? You need Three to get bucks. a hold of that company and have them sponsor us. Yeah, I want to change the flavor up though slightly. I think they have two different ones. Is that what it is? Well, they're they're I both so. co- they're both called Space Punch, or at least the two cans. I know. Well, why don't uh, you tell the um, the galaxy out there what it is you're drinking? Mine. Mm. It's called Space Punch. It's a sparkling vitamin drink. But it is a Star Wars sparkling vitamin drink. Yeah, mine's my can's based around Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's got an X-wing on it. And according to the can, this iconic collector's edition, mine's three of eight. The other can, the other yeah, can, they- the other can mine had was um, Grievous. Okay, I think so, I've seen Ray. I've seen a couple of the other ones too. But yeah, it's funny because if you go to um, if you go to like a Seven Eleven, they're like three bucks a can or two fifty a can. So you go to Ollie's, you can buy a case of what eight or twelve for like three bucks. I think it's a case of twelve for three bucks. Yeah, yeah. Two, they have it set up as two rows of six. Is it mm-hmm. this one? This is my second can. It's not bad. It's only twenty calories, mm-hmm. which is surprising me. No caffeine in it. Thank God. Um, so it's not really an energy drink, but it, but it looks like an energy drink because yeah. the can is about the same size as like a Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I drink that. And now I'm th- feeling a little better. Um, first off, we have the you know, as we talked about last week and the week before the official title, Rise of Skywalker. Um, don't need to go too much more into it, except for how about Mark Hamill trolling the idea behind the name. Skywalker is potentially the new name of the new religion. 
since the Jedi have been, quote-unquote, considered a religion, because we hear it twice in, in A New Hope about, you know, that hokey religion, um, you know, Han Solo, oh, I don't believe in that old hokey religion, and mm-hmm. you know, we have the, the one governor, you're the last of your hokey religion type thing. Yeah. Um, well, if so, I remember right, that, well, go ahead. So maybe Skywalker is replacing the Jedi, so now everyone who's Force-sensitive will be the Skywalkers. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> before even Mark said that, um, I've heard a lot of people elsewhere, and I think we co- we said it on here, too, last week and two weeks ago, that um, the possibility of, since um, the Jedi are done, we had the last Jedi already, perhaps this is what the Force users are going to be called now. And that would yep. that actually does, because yeah, uh, people things. start talking, it's making more sense. Because remember, at the end of The Last Jedi, you see uh, people learning the legend of Skywalker. Yeah. Well, I guess you could say during A New Hope in that time period that people were talking the legend of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So now they're talking the legend of the Skywalker. So maybe that that would make sense that they would call themselves Skywalkers because it's one of those um, I am Skywalker type of deal. I don't know if I like that, though. I am a Skywalker. Yeah, it doesn't work with the impersonating it now. So uh, it could also just be people cl- um, taking it for themselves. It's not saying I am a Skywalker, just I am Skywalker. Yeah. I okay, Spartacus. <laughs> Uh, Second, um, Star Wars Episode 9 trailer dropped. It's actually the teaser. We already talked about it. It looks great. Um, And it's going to look great this weekend in front of Endgame. You know they're running it. They got to. Yeah. Mm. But until uh, the story where we're getting this recap from or the site is ScreenRant.com. I never put this together, but it works. That whole opening sequence is inspired by North by Northwest by Alfred Hitchcock. Hmm. And yeah. Oh, hello. Thank you. I, I, I like that. I like that. Um, and of course, her force leap over the, the fighter is awesome. Um, I'm hoping she just drags that lightsaber right through the top of that cockpit to crack it open. I really do. Um, as we know, the Emperor is back and... I think we started talking about this. I think I don't know if it's if it's in our pre-show or not. Um, actually, I don't think it is. I didn't catch it. Start it right away. Chris from Keepers had the same thought that I mentioned here as well. Because I remember Derek, you were saying that's what Chris was saying. Mm-hmm. There's reference to the Emperor and potential clones in Star Wars Battlefront Two, the new Battlefront Two. Which right. is canon in that story story arc. They don't delve. I don't know if they delve into it more because the main focus is you're dealing with Operation Cinder and then trying to shut down Operation Cinder. Um, so I don't know how many more times this Emperor's message droid appears in the game, but there there is a reference to it because you're you're told to go to the Emperor's. Uh, Help me out here, Ken, because you you know where I'm going. Submission with yeah, Luke. Submission with Luke and Dell. Yeah, uh, it's one of the. It's actually, I think, almost like one of the storehouses. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, it the Emperor's storehouse. Idea that is an older idea. It's a new place, but remember, um, heir to the Empire 
Yeah. They went to an, one of the emperor's storehouses, and that's where they found um, Jedi Master, was it Sabaoth or Sabaoth, however you pronounce it? He was the guardian of the, yeah. of the storehouse, and they had cloning cylinders and everything else in there. Yep. But it, it was, uh, what was it, um, Wayland Mountain or something like that? Something or the like planet that. was Wayland? Something like that. It's been a long time since I read those books. Well, yeah. you go to the emperor, because this is where you play Luke for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that whole flight in, I was trying to figure out, is that similar to what we'd get in any of the shots from the teaser trailer? Unless we're going to another storage location for the Emperor. Because you know he would have had it spread out all over the galaxy. Well, yeah. So I don't think that, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I, I'm almost, I just thought, it just popped into my head that really when the, the Emperor dies, officially dies in Return of the Jedi... No damage was really done to him. Vader picked him up while he was at full strength and threw him over the um, chasm. Right. He didn't chop him in half. He didn't punch him. He didn't do any damage to the Emperor. Right. He wasn't hit by any more lightning or anything. He just falls down the shaft. Right. So well, what's the chances the Emperor actually didn't die there? And all the energy and stuff you see released is actually him um, hitting stuff on the way down with force lightning slowing himself down. Right. Hit a couple of capacitors or something. That is one of the... Uh... One of the going theories, yes. And and the other thought is, too, could we, and it's been one of the best-kept secrets, could we potentially see Sam Jackson back as Mace Windu? Because we never saw him die. He was just thrown out the window. Yeah. I mean... If he was back, you have him kick our hands. Well, we have seen in, we have seen in canon characters that was chopped in half and thrown down a bottomless shaft <laughs> survive. Yeah. So <clears throat> Darth Maul, his hatred that kept him alive. <laughs> <laughs> um. So some other trailer reveals. Uh, we see. They wouldn't indicate how much time has passed, but they did say there was time. Uh, Naomi Aki did confirm her character's name is Janna. And Lucasfilm revealed that R2-D2 has a new droid friend named Dio. And no, it's not the heavy metal band. And the the live action droid they had on stage, we talked about this before, was amazing. Yeah, looked awesome. Be ready. I'm kind of the about droid. Yeah. Well, did you see him actually rolling around on the stage? No. You got to check out, watch the Star Wars, um, the Rise of Skywalker panel. And they actually had an independent, kind of like the way they do uh, BB-8, Dio walk, driving around on stage. You'd be amazed the amount of um, emotion and stuff you get out of this wheel with the lamp on its head. The, and they were saying, too, he wasn't free rolling like that until Celebration. Yeah. Because all the engineers That's came cool. up came up with it for celebration. What they used in the movie was still Dolly and Puppet Run. Mm-hmm. So see while you're going over the rest, I'm gonna see if I can find this video and I'll send it to you, Derek. Uh Disney premiered footage from the Mandalorian, but did not release it online. That's okay, everybody else did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love Favreau's line afterwards. Oh, I, f- I forgot. Don't videotape this. <laughs> well, oops. Um, the panel was great. I loved it. Gina Carano's character is called Cara Dune. Uh, she's an ex. Why does Dune sound familiar for another character? Mm. Um, she's an uh, ex- Well, Dune just from the books. True. Another universe, but. Uh, is that who? That's a. Uh, Kanan's original name, isn't it Dune? No, it's Doom, D-U-M-E. Gotcha. One letter off. Uh, she's, a, anyway, Gina Carano's character is an ex-rebel shock trooper who's struggling to acclimate to civilian life now that uh, since the war has ended. Carl Weathers plays grief 
head cha- head of a chapter of, bo- of the Bounty Hunters Guild uh, who hires the Mandalorian for a mission. We don't know his name, and I'm hoping they keep through this series that we never know his name and we never know his face. Yeah. Um, now, I have a, here's a question I'm going to run by you guys. I was talking with uh, I was talking about the Mandalorian with uh, my co-host Chris on Keepers of the Fringe, and he said. No, I want to get your opinions on this, but he said he'd love to see it be Boba Fett. Um, I said I don't want to. No, I I, I it, wouldn't be a fit, but I want to see it Boba Fett. It, it shouldn't be Boba Fett because at this point in time, Boba Fett's still, as far as we know, is still kind of digesting in the Sarlacc pit. Right, yeah. but as you know, as we all know, it, there was this. Story that Dengar freed it, got him out of the pit, and of course that's all in legends now. But right, but the the other th- the other thing with it too though is um, I don't I don't see where Boba Fett would change his armor. Yeah, me either. If that makes sense, I I, I just don't see where he would change his armor unless it was ruined in the Sarlacc pit. True. Which I don't think it was. I well, mean, I, mean, I, just, I, I, mean, I can't say that like that, but it. it, it just, I, I, don't, I don't need it to be Boba Fett. No, person. I don't need it no. to be either. I, I think having it as a another Mandalorian who's going to stay nameless is the perfect way to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's the whole idea. A lot of people have um, mentioned it, that um, the whole idea of the old Westerns, the man with no name. I'm, I'm loving that as well. Yeah. Um, now, Lucasfilm revealed a trailer and footage for the Clone Wars revival, which we'll get to that here shortly. Oh, yeah. Um, now, yeah, they may have been secretive about the Mandalorian, but they were willing to, especially Filoni, willing to let everything out in the open with Clone Wars. I really love the scene with Bad Batch, mm-hmm. who are the misfits, misfit clones, and they were awesome. It's like, yeah, we might be misfits, but they're a tight-knit group. And I almost wondered if they become uh, the stormtroopers that we see in the the oddball stormtroopers that we see in the Star Wars comic line for Marvel in the Star Wars title. Mm. You're reading that, right, Derek? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, you know where I'm talking. Yeah. The group we're talking about. I saw that. I'm like, I wonder if this is the same group of guys. I don't know. Cause the, the, hey, Derek, go to the one hour mark on that video I just dropped in there in the background here. At one hour even, that's where Dio rolls out on stage. You can see him actually rolling around, and it's about two minutes worth of footage. That, that mentality is almost the same. The mentality we see in the trailer is almost the same as what we see in the book, in the comics. Um, yeah, it could very well. Yeah. Which shows how they survive going into the Empire. Um, then we see an extended scene showing uh, Ahsoka attempting to pilot a speeder bike in which she delves down to the realm of 1313. Oh, yeah. Which was awesome. Not the first time she's been down one of those holes, um, but I think this is the furthest down she's going. And then we see the uh, one of the anamorphic unfinished clips of Ahsoka returning to, um, to the clones in order to lead clone troopers into the siege of Mandalore, uh, even though that the Jedi, she had left the Jedi Order. The troopers still respect her and have even chosen to decorate their helmets in her honor, which I thought was awesome. 
which then explains the one helmet we see at the end of the teaser trailer from San Diego. Yeah, the one that's been on the posters and the pictures yep. and all that so far. Yep. Um, and I had noticed what that was when I first, when I saw that helmet. It never clicked what that actually was. Yeah, it didn't click to me until I saw that scene. I'm like, oh, now I see it plain mm-hmm. as day. Um, of course, we get the return of Maul in the trailer. Uh, which is something else. Um, mm-hmm. From the story from the Lucasfilm publishing panels, uh, we get the uh, Alexander Freed reveal that his upcoming Star Wars tie-in novel, Alphabet Squadron, will be based around Hera and a group of ragtag rebel New Republic, New Republic pilots in the aftermath of the Battle of Endor. So maybe that's what that she, is awesome. Maybe that's what we're seeing a brief clip of at the end of uh, Rebels is her leading that group in the Ghost. Yes, we get to see General Sandula. Mm. Uh, continuing on. ILM X Lab revealed the trailer for Vader Immortal, which we've talked about, and we know that it return he returns back to Mustafar. Um, Jedi Fallen Order will release in November. We've talked about briefly, um, but we will be talking about a little bit more along with the trailer here shortly. Um, Star Wars Pinball is coming to Nintendo Switch. Man, I love the pinball game. I love it. I yeah, love that's this. a fun game. Uh, it's, it's in somebody. And I have a couple of these on my PC. Or not my PC, on my iPhone. Um, yeah, just they're, Zen they're Studios. Fun. They're, they're fun. I enjoy them. Well, the cool thing is the base Star or, uh, the base pinball game that this is goes with is free. And you actually usually get yeah. two or three tables with it to start with. Yeah. And you can get the, free, the Star Wars one for free. And it, I know that they've already got it on an Xbox and PlayStation. So, yeah. and obviously a computer mobile but uh we got new details about the millennium falcon ride at galaxy's edge that your front two seats are your pilots your middle two seats are your gunners and your last two seats are your engineers who are there to as you're piloting the ship they're going to keep it in order as you're trying to destroy it (laughs) So to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, too, they talked about how uh, the Play Disney app transforms itself into like a data pad and it allows you in Galaxy's Edge to translate different languages, written and spoken, uh, scan precious cargo and digital goods that are hidden around the spaceport, including some hit, hidden inside shipping crates and containers. Um, Tune in to communication sent by the planet's many residents to uncover stories and secrets throughout the land and unscramble transmissions being sent from far, far away. There's also a multi-game and hack into the land's many devices, control panels, and droids. Um, games will continue until either the resistance of their first order wins and then it restarts. And I think they said it resets every so, it's like a time game, it resets every so often. Okay. Well, the cool thing, back to the Millennium Falcon real quick. Did you see the video? They actually had video of Hondo walking around and talking of the animatronic Hondo. That That looks like a man in a mask. That looks like a guy in a mask. That was pure. Well, hang on, I, that was pure. That's joy. up here also. So let me find it. Now they talked about exclusive merchandise that you will find, uh, such as the vendors will sell unique products, even food and soft drinks, redesigned and labeled in Arabish from Coca Cola. I know they gave away shirts at the event. I will buy a Coca Cola or Sprite T-shirt in Arabish that looks like what's on these bottles. I will buy that in a heartbeat. 
uh, the design uh, in a school. It looks like they've taken the uh, the Christmas ornament bottles in the old uh, either episode one, episode two bottle caps that they had, and put the two together to create this bottle. Uh, and, I, and I guess it's only going to be Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite. Um, and then the Dasani bottle looks very similar to the the normal small uh, smart water smart water bottle. There you go, Derek. So. Uh, also coming to Galaxy's Edge, Hasbro has released a range, or will be releasing a range of exclusive Black Series figures, uh, like a first order four pack, which we've talked about before. Um, well, that answers our question because when we first saw this, the leak of it, we thought it was for uh, episode nine. Yep. Um, a droid four pack, which is C3PO, R2D2, BB8, and Galaxy Edge's own R3X, aka Rex, and a Smuggler's Run four pack, Jedi Training Ray, Chewbacca, fan favorite Hondo, and some Porgs. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can get Hondo action figures. <laughs> a Hondo Black Series will be, uh, especially since it's an older Hondo would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Emperor returns to the Black Series, and this is a great-looking set. Uh, I guess the interchangeable hands. Uh, you've got his chair, so you can sit on the chair. Um, there's three alternate heads. Uh, I mean, all, all types of stuff. This is a sexy little piece. Yeah. Um, Hasbro. Uh, we've actually, Well, hang on. We've also, speaking of that chair there, you've seen um, on Regal Robot, we've talked about it on here before, you've seen that they have that chair that Tom Spina made, right? You yeah. can buy it on Regal Robot. Yeah. So yeah. you two be the emperor of the universe. Yep. Uh, Hasbro, at the end of their panel, said that uh, they they had cut the lights and showed off a whole new lightsaber toy that actually ignites a beam of light. Um, unfortunately, we can't. Yeah, it's that line. No video, no proof, no photographs, no proof. Uh, unfortunately, everyone who's talking about it is raging over it, uh, but there were no photographs or videos taken because it's still in prototype phase. Um, but it's being noted as the latest efforts to develop the ultimate lightsaber. And apparently this thing emits like a, a small mist and the blade it extends within that mist. Nice. So. I did see today the um, they had Ashley Eckstein on the Star Wars live show stage. And one of the guys designing the things for the gift shops and stuff that are in here that had the premium lightsabers you could buy now. I forget which shop it is. You could buy the lightsabers. They uh, had Soka's twin white lightsabers, and they presented it to her. They're not available yet. They'll be available at yeah. Doc Ungar's Doc antiquity it. shop when uh, Black Spire opens. Right. Yeah. And the, cool so thing were- with, and the cool thing with those sabers are the blade, the way that blade system is. You put the blade in the Jedi Temple Guards saber, it will glow yellow. It recognizes what the kyber crystal is in your saber or in the saber you have, whose saber it is, and will react in accordance to what that hilt is. Oh, that's awesome! And you can take yeah. that one. You can take that saber out, put it in Luke's, switch it out from that over into the Jedi Temple Guard. Switch that over to Maul or Vader's one saber for the Maul. Unless you get Ahsoka's, then you need two. Yeah. 
Mm. So it's it's awesome. So uh, that's pretty much it from the recap of everything on the floor. I mean, we're, let's hit the trailers real quick. Um, trailers and fall in order. Uh, so let's go ahead and go to uh, the Clone Wars trailer. Yeah, this this was everything I think we've been waiting for. If we ever thought Clone Wars would be coming back, because we knew they had more left when they left off. And I'm going to try to go through this quick, but there is a lot inside this. And a lot of this is uh, there's a lot of Ahsoka. Obviously, we're getting, what was it, um, 12 episodes, I believe. So it's probably four arcs. So you're 12 or 13. Yeah. So we're probably getting four arcs because um, towards the end of Clone Wars, remember, they were doing three and four four episode story arcs. So it looks like one of them is going to be that Bad Batch arc that's going to have those guys. We're going to have an Ahsoka story arc. Uh, and uh, and I'm thinking this one is going to be the season that's unlike the other ones is going to have a, a single story that goes that connects all of them because it looks like this whole idea of going to the siege of Mandalore is going to be a background story of all of these and our um, chance to get there because one of our story arcs is going to be Darth Maul which will tie into Mandalore also probably. Um, the Bad Batch will tie into Mandalore because they're going to need them. The Ahsoka's coming back to the Jedi Order is going to tie into it. So I think all it's going to be weird because or a little bit straight, different for Clone Wars because, like I said, usually we don't have a single story arc that is in the background of all of it, other than just the Clone Wars itself. So, but um, we start off in mostly black and white, and um, these are scenes that we've already seen from the previous um, from the previous Clone Wars of Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. Right. And um, Anakin asking her, hey, is this the right move? This is not the right move. And she says, hey, I have to get, I have to figure out what my place in the world is without the Jedi. So let me get skip to the end of that real quick as she leaves. And then from there, that's all in CPS still. So it's all you can tell this is in the past. Um, but from there, we get the Lucasfilm logo. And then we get into um, continue with Ahsoka flying. As you mentioned, they had the scene of Ahsoka on the speeder bike. Well, in this, she has flying the speeder bike bike into one of the shafts that take you down into the lower levels of Coruscant. And we know from the panel that this is um, level thirteen thirteen that she goes to and meets some people there. And this switches over to their narration, saying that it's probably a good thing that you left the Jedi. Because and these are from people that are looking basically the citizens sitting on the ground about how um, from their point of view, the Jedi are always out there starting these wars and um, causing problems. And if there were no Jedi, there would be no war from their point of view. And remember what Obi-Wan always said, depends on your point of view. Right. So then we see um, flying troopers and we see Rex and Rex remembering the troopers he's lost like five and echo and some of these other guys that um, he's lost over the time he- heavy's mentioned in here and we're showing um, and the cool one here Mace Windu says something about being able to win the war and Yoda ta- talks in here about coming to the conclusion that our wars ever truly won you cannot basically the idea that you can't win a war all you can do is survive it and hope that your side comes out on top if you survive so seeing more battle back to Coruscant Okay. Um, then we got bounty hunters chasing down um, Ahsoka and these kids through the street, through the alleyways. But as they go past the rope figures, they turn around. You see it's Bo-Katan on Coruscant. So but they talk about the these kids that she met have their own ship to fly around the galaxy. Then we get to a spot talking about the um, experimental clone force unit 99, which is the Bad Batch. And then we get to the scene where you had mentioned where um, Ahsoka meets the... Um, 
the 501st, but Rex's 501st now has the Soka paint jobs on their helmets. And um, they're still calling her commander, which she tries to correct. And he says, and he still enforces, no, you're still Commander Atano. Whether or not she's a Jedi, she still earned that position yeah. in their eyes. Which was another spot, if you watch the um, panel, that's another spot that had um, Ashley crying. Yeah. <laughs> then we get into a lot, a bunch of battle scenes of Ahsoka kicking butt, and everybody. And um, obviously, she's working with Anakin and people now. Uh, she gets her lightsabers back from him. He talks about how they may be actually a little bit better than they were before. Uh, a lot of fighting. Obviously, this is the Clone Wars. Um, we see some Y wings. We see all kinds of stuff. Let's see. We get back to Mandalore and see some of them. I'm just trying to find pull the highlights of what we've got here. Um, I think a lot of this battle scenes that are in this are from the Siege of Mandalore. I think that's going to be four to five episodes towards the end of this. And then it all goes black. And you hear some uh, familiar voice They're talking about how he was hoping to see Kenobi and asks, why are you here? Then you see Ahsoka fighting Darth Maul. Yeah. So it looks like the two of them are going to get a rematch in this. And that's the end of the um, trailer. But it was amazing. Like I said, it's everything you expect from Dave Filoni and the crew that look Clone Wars. It looks like the Clone Wars. It's going to be fantastic to see. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting, too, that there's not um, there, there's not a lot of uh, of him holding back on, on what's going on. There's a lot of transparency to, the, to what's happening. Happen. Yeah, I think some of that is the fact that um, no matter what people say, keep talking about how we want more. We want more after this. But I don't think Lucasfilm has plans for more than season seven right now. And Dave knows that. So he's saying, hey, let's wrap this up. Let's do it right. Let's finish this off. And people at this point now, we have a general idea of what happened at Mandalore. Now, we don't have details, but we have a general idea. So it's not like he's trying to hide as much because a lot of the information is already out there. Right. It's just now we're getting to see the details of how it happened. What was that, Derek? So that all makes sense. So and also, he's not trying to hide where's it going to go after this because I, I if this is the last season, we know after this we go right into the Battle of Coruscant. Yes, which is the beginning of Episode Three, which is the way the Clone Wars was should have always ended. Was um, I would. Uh, I would almost think I think it, it was a theory I heard somewhere that um, one of the reasons Ahsoka has is leading the 501st at the Siege of Mandalore is not um, and uh, Anakin's not there is because that is the same time as Anakin gets pulled to go to Coruscant. So Ahsoka has his troops and that would be why that would be the end of the Clone Wars, because that is happening at the same time as the Battle of Coruscant and the end of the Clone Wars. So I don't know if that's exactly the way they're going to do it, but it would it would make sense for the story, you know. Right. And that would actually lead it right into Order 66, too, because Order 66 is not that long after the the chancellor's um, uh, saved. I have to watch episode three again, but if I remember, it doesn't take that much. T- it's not doesn't h- take place over that much time. Maybe two weeks. I have to go back and watch again. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, something like it. that. I mean, it's a short period of time for the whole film. So if the siege of Mandalore is taking place at the same time as, um, if if it starts the same time as Coruscant, by the time they're done, it could be they could get up through Order sixty six, which would be great because then if Rex is given Order sixty six, but he, um, and it's real easy to not follow that with Ahsoka because Ahsoka is not a Jedi anymore, so he never actually has to kill her. He never actually has to defy his programming. Because Ahsoka, then obviously he, um, we know he cuts out his ship, but it wasn't a, um, it wasn't as huge of a um, difficult thing for him to override that because she's not a Jedi. She left the order already. Right. So it's not, it's not an impossibility. 
I'll put it that way. It's something he could override the programming because from a certain point of view, he followed the programming of the orders. And once again, we know Star Wars is always told from a certain point of view. Exactly. Now, none of that's going to be correct, but what was that, Derek? I believe I heard that somewhere. I read it somewhere. Probably. We are not the only people out here speculating, so... No. <laughs> we will find out in a couple of months. So, uh, Derek, why don't you lead us forward then with Jedi Fallen Order? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited oh, I about this. I cannot wait. Glad to see it's actually a reality, too. Yes. Although with EA, you never know for sure until it actually releases. But anyway. Yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> it's Red Spawn. Thankfully, it's Red Spawn. Star- yeah. yeah. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. There was a trailer released during Celebration. Uh, very interesting. No gameplay, but um, a lot of cutscenes, but still look pretty interesting. Um, and we did learn that, uh, first of all, good news, Fallen Order is a single-player action-adventure game that offers an original Star Wars story to fit. Uh, and EA promises that the game won't be plagued by DLCs, microtransactions, or multiplayer, which makes me happy if it's if that's true. Um, so, in an interview, Respawn Entertainment's narrative lead, Aaron Contreras, uh, explained why they decided to turn Fallen Order into a single-player experience instead of opting for multiplayer, saying... When we look at Star Wars and we look at what people want out of a Jedi-focused game, it's the story. Yep. Uh, It's the battle of light and darkness. It's falling in love with a character and the setting in a world or worlds inside Star Wars and just going on an amazing adventure. And we felt we could best serve that demand with a single-player game, really just let players kind of immerse themselves inside Star Wars. And all of that is exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, that makes me even more excited for the game. Now, of course, uh, as I said, the trailer was featured uh, mostly cutscenes and there was no gameplay. Um, but still, it's definitely something to get excited about. It is set after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Um, and it sets his focus on a Padawan who manages to survive the execution of Order 66. And as of now, the game is still set for release on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on November 15th. Hey, you'll get to play it, Mike. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Unlike Spider-Man. Yeah. That, that's November's going to be a very... Huh? I said PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. this is going to be a very, very busy third quarter for Star Wars. Because you got to remember, November 12th is when Disney Plus launches with The Mandalorian. Mm. And we don't know how, sometime mm. very soon after that, we're going to get The Clone Wars. All the Star Wars content that gets released, all all at launch time for Disney Plus on November 12th. November 15th, we get Jedi Fallen Order. And then just, what, three, four weeks, about four weeks later, we get um, Episode 9? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they, if, do you think we had... Um, a little bit too much Star Wars with Episode Eight and Solo coming out so close together. This is crazy. There won't even be time to finish it. Yeah, everything before the next thing's out. Good thing we're taking a break from the movies because we don't have time to watch movies with all this other stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah, no. Which, um, I mean, I understand people. Have are... they said? I, I don't recall. Have they said if if like the the shows are going to be uh, re- released all at once or or week by week? 
Mandalorian is going to be week by week. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what they said at the panel. Mm, it's going to be a week think, by week thing. Yeah, if I remember, isn't um, I think Netflix is the only one that drops them all at once. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hulu right week now. by week. Hulu's week by week, so is Amazon. Whereas uh, DC Universe dropped Young Justice three episodes at a time. Yeah, but it was still a weekly release schedule. Yeah, yeah. I think they did that because they wanted to get it done and out, or they wanted to get that first half of the season out before Doom Patrol. Yeah. That's why they did it so quick. Which because I, you can tell if you watched. I'm loving, huh? I'm loving Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's this, the craziest, most insane thing you're ever going to see on TV, and it's perfect. I've got to watch it. Yeah, um, but no, I think, and if you actually checked uh, Young Justice, if you watch each individual episode, they were not designed to be played back to back like that because there's recaps and stuff inside the episode, built into the episodes that would um, only be there on an actual weekly show. Oh, yeah. If, you, yeah. if it's designed to be binged, you don't have to uh, recap where you were. Mm-hmm. So, but back to this. <laughs> yeah, this is looking amazing. And uh, a lot of what was in the trailer there. Did you have anything else, Derek? No. Nope. Your turn. Okay. I guess I get to play with the trailers again. But um, the, trailer. Yeah. Well, the graphics on this are amazing. And uh, hold on a second. Did there. we get a name? What? I've got for, something for you, Ken. Since you're playing with the trailers. Oh. Oh. I knew that was coming. <laughs> is that a Star? Yeah. Is that a Star Wars trailer park? You started Ma, to play that and it reminded me of, huh? Ma, the Jedi are here again. Yeah. That, that, no, that, that Sither fella is here, too. I don't know why. I thought you were going to make a reference to Legends of Tomorrow from this week. No, I'm not. Just because it started not, that music. Started, did you watch that? I'm not caught up. I'm not caught up. Oh. Well, all oh. I say is this yeah. was the Bollywood episode. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I skipped through a lot of that. But. Legends of Tomorrow is the show that is totally campy and cheesy. They understand that they're a totally campy, cheesy comic book show, and they embrace it. They love it and run with it. Yeah, which I love. I, I think I that's, what, that's what's making that show easier to watch. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I wish they left some of the campiness from the first couple seasons of Flash in the Flash, but Flash is slowly going the direction of Arrow, which is making it a little hard and a little rough to, to keep going. This past mm. season of Flash hasn't been as bad. They've actually gotten a lot more fun. But back to the trailer here. <laughs> Um, it is cool to see, yeah. the, like I said, the graphics. What? Nothing. Oh, the <laughs> graphics up there are so good that you actually see. Do we got a name for this main character? I don't. I think, think we got a name, so. but I don't remember what it was. But we you know it's Cameron Monaghan doing. That's the actor, and they actually did the mocap for it too. So you're actually playing. It looks like Cam Monaghan. Oh, the at first I thought, okay, they're doing live action trailer for the movie or for the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. That's well, all CG. You find out, exactly. This that reminds me of they kind of took the idea of the uh, this character seems like a mashup of both um, K- uh, Caleb Dune or um, Kanan Jarrus and Ray because he's a former Padawan that obviously survived Order 66 just like um, Kanan did. But he's a scavenger on whatever planet this is, the way Ray is. You see, they're actually um, taking apart Clone Wars era ships and stuff and salvaging everything they can. So he's is a seedy underbelly because it's a scavenger culture. Uh, but we do it is the Empire that's far enough in that we have actual stormtroopers 
troopers, not clone troopers. Mm-hmm. So they have the stormtrooper armor. And as we're going, we see uh, um, something happens in, um, while they're salvaging, and his friend gets thrown off of a ship that's being picked up, and he basically has to reveal that he um, has some skill in the Force to save his friend, which puts him on the radar of the Inquisitors. And uh, this Inquisitor, if I remember right, she looks kind of like um, the second si- or seventh sister, whichever was we had from Rebels, doesn't she? I think it is seventh sister. Okay, if you look at um, the one minute, eight seconds on the trailer, you can see a good picture of her. I think it's the same one we had from Rebels. I think so. I think so, yeah. So obviously that's what puts him on the radar of the Inquisitors. And uh, all of a sudden he has to take off and run. Um, then we start getting just battle scenes of stormtroopers shooting him and him using the force. And, uh, just as the thing goes, they, they show him finding a dead clone with the, uh, order 66 message on a hologram. Uh, like I said, a lot, the rest of this is more just battle scenes. Most of your story information was the first couple of, um, minute or first minute or two. Uh, and, and the rest of it is him basically continuing on his own and becoming a Jedi, which it looks like what you're going to do in this game. Right. So it, like you said, it looks epic. Uh, we were talking earlier off on the pre-roll, I believe Mike, you were saying how, um, there's people were starting to complain that it looks like the, um, combat in this is not going to be as difficult as we normally see. But yeah, I mean, I want me personally, they say it's not going to be as punishing, which, which is fine. I'm okay with that, but I mean, we won't get to the lightsaber attacks. Maybe two slices, you know, and and your opponent's dead. But I don't want this. Oh, I barely nicked you, and and they're gone. Yeah. Well, I know thing. Derek and I. Derek and I were pointing out that um, for a game like this, this is a straight narrative story game. This is basically you're playing through a movie or through a book. So it's one of those. I've always seen it as uh, something like this. If the if the action is. Um, more difficult where you're paying attention more to the action than the story, you kind of lose the story a little bit because you're trying so hard to not die. Right. I want to be, I want the, for me personally, I want the store, the game to be more story driven, not gameplay driven. Right. I want to be able to play the game, but I want to survive enough to actually see what's going on and see the cool stuff that's happening and get the new canon stuff out of it. Uh, now, a lot of people, they'd rather play the harder games. That that and both have their chance. I mean, they, both are ways to do it. That's a lot of times games like this. I'll play on whatever the easiest difficulty is, so that I can still get some play and I get some fun out of that. But I'm also getting a lot of story. Right. I know for right. me, if I'm on, the, if I'm stuck on something for two or three weeks, yeah. I, then I'm trying to remember what happened before that, and then I'll stop playing. Yeah. Exactly. I want to actually play through it, even if it's um, I mean, I want it to be a decent sized game. This should be at least a 20 to 30 hour game or at least a 30 hour game, hopefully. But I don't want it to be a 30 hour slog of trying everything I can not to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what this is. And that, like you said, this was um, and I saw it somewhere else that this is actually the first single-player, um, story-driven game like this since, I believe, one of the Lego games or something. It's been years since we've had an actual story-driven single-player game out of yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah that's too long. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hey, if this sells well, EA may actually decide to make some more. It's true. It's very true. Well, um, I'm going to jump ahead. Derek, why don't you talk to us about um, Disneyland and Disney World and Galaxy's Edge and related info? All right. Well, um, 
good news. Uh, the folks who plan to go to Disneyland's Galaxy Edge um, will be able to start making their no-cost reservations uh, to gain access to the land beginning on May 2nd. Kind of odd that they didn't do it on May 4th, but hey, um, this this was announced uh, Monday by uh, by Disney. So the Disneyland Galaxy's Edge opens up on May 31st, and uh, access to land will require theme park admission and a reservation until June 23rd, 2019, and no standby lines will be available during this time. Guests staying at any of the Disneyland Resort's three hotels will receive a guaranteed reservation, one per registered guest, to experience the immersive Star Wars-themed land during their visit. Uh, Of course, Disney will reveal more detailed instructions on how to make reservations on the Disney, Disney Parks blog and the Disneyland website beginning on May 2nd at 8 a.m. Again, a missed your opportunity to do it on May 4th, but hey. Uh, ahead of registration opening at 10 a.m. Pacific time. A Disney account is required for reg- registration. Uh, of course, on opening day, you'll have such offerings as the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run attraction, um, as well as multiple food and merchandise offerings. Uh, but the uh, the Rise of the Resistance ride is due to open later in the year. Yes. Yes. Now, um, Rise of the Resistance sounds like it may open at the same time both parks. Okay. Possibly. possibly. That, that's the sp- there may be. Now, I, I'm going to throw out there this disclaimer. Yes, I work at the parks. With some of this, no, I have heard nothing. So I have no insider information on, on this stuff right now. If we did, I would keep my mouth shut and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> sure, if that's what you say. But... My guess, and I'm kind of putting myself on the line by even saying speculation, is we, we know the parks are going to open with, or both sections of the, here in California is going to open with Smuggler's Run. I think Rise of the Resistance, they're going to open the ride at both locations at the same time. Well, that, that makes me speculate on um, what's the chances that there's something in that ride that um, there's some sp- story beats that they don't want people that went to Disneyland to spoil before the people in Florida get a chance to see it. That's quite po- a, a very well could be a possibility because this ride's supposed to be something like like it's never been seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other one that caught me on this in that first paragraph, uh, the all the big rumors was that the getting into Galaxy's Edge is going to cost you an extra hundred bucks or an extra two hundred bucks. That big no cost reservation it is totally included mm-hmm. with your Disney um, pass. Again, I know nothing about that. Yeah, I mean, I, well, that, that's what I said. There was rumors all over everywhere else. Oh yeah, there was rumors that you know fast passes were going to be fifty dollars to get in. You know, for the fast mm-hmm. pass just to get in. Um, there was talk of you had to buy in a separate ticket just to get in, but you still had to have park admission. Mm. Um, right. So 
I I personally don't know. I haven't heard any. I mean, everything that I'm hearing is the same stuff. It's the speculation. It's the rumors of, oh, this is what they're talking about. I haven't heard much more, so I don't know. Um, so, well, um, so of course you can get your Disneyland Resort hotel reservations uh, via the official website, or you can call uh, 714-520-5060. And uh, as I said before, the Galaxy's Edge Disneyland uh, opens May 31st, and uh, August 29th is when the Florida one will open. Yep. Now, we also have some interesting um, possible news. Um, there was an article posted by WDW News. Uh, yeah, WDW News today. Yeah, take it for what you will. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. There is a potential that we could have discovered the name of the resort and starship for the Star Wars Hotel at Walt Disney World. Um, to which, and this is what the article actually says, so as Mike said, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Okay, just to put a disclaimer out there, this is the group who in 2016 said that um, Universe of Energy at Epcot was shutting down before the end of the summer because the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster is going there. They have one thing right in that whole story of theirs. University of Energy was going down and Guardians Coaster was going in its location. What did they have wrong? One of the big things they had wrong when it was happening. The Universe of Energy was up for about a year after that story came out, before it went down. All because they know somebody who knows somebody who who told them something. And a lot of times, I hate to say it, some of these groups, when they start putting speculation and rumors out like that, oh, they know cast members. They're cast members who are not in the know. And all they've done was heard a potential rumor. Well, it doesn't say... They don't list their sources sources here, so I can't comment on that. But uh, according to that, a possible name for the overall hotel that has been pitched, and there has been no official decision made on this, is uh, Galactic Journeys, a Star Wars adventure, um, which would be interesting because it would be the first Walt Disney World Resort Hotel that does not have any indication that it is a Walt Disney World Resort Hotel. And uh, as far as the Starship or Interstellar Cruise Liner guests are boarding when staying at the resort, um, it's uh, It's the Flossing Paradise. (laughs) Close. It's the Chandrala Star Line. Why am I now hearing three dog nights, Shambhala? <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting. Yeah. We'll see if that comes true or not. Yeah. Now, supposedly, the star line, um, they say in Star Wars lore, the planet Chandra, Chandrilla? 
Yeah, Chandrila. 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 Yeah. Um, it's a planet in the core world of the galaxy. Uh, Mon Mothra held from Chandrila. Yeah. And represented mm-hmm. her home world on the, in the Senate. It's also the birthplace of Ben Solo. Okay. In the old legends, I believe it was also the um, capital of the New Republic for a short amount of time while they were working on yes. something else. On, before they, it, I think that's where they Fo- put their capital following, before. Following yeah, the Battle of Endor. Yeah. yeah. They moved it. They set it up there until they uh, captured Coruscant. Yeah. Um, so this article, they show um, they show logos, which I question because I would think with something like this, I'm looking at these logos, and what am I see missing? Arabish. I see no logos with Arabish on it, point blank. Where are you seeing the logos at? Uh, I am actually on um, WDW. Oh, okay. News Today's site. Uh, so I'm trying to also look at some of the hot links. Yeah, wouldn't yeah, say I mean, CSL, it would actually be Arabish. There, yeah. And there, and like I said, there was no source. So, um, so yeah, like we said, these logos. Where's the Arabish? And, and to me, Best. this does not look like a Starline type logo. Now, when you see the stuff that's been used for like Star Tours or some of the other things in the in the uh, Star Wars universe, this does not look like something for a fleet of ships or that type of organization. And, and to me, the big the big deal is where's the Arabish. Yeah. Well, especially when you look at everything else we've seen, all the all of the merch, everything, anything else that's available in uh, Batu in Galaxy's Edge, none of it has English on it except for where it has to. Right. Now, this is something that does not have to be in English, so obviously it would be in Arabish. The only place it would be in English was at the entrance of the hotel, the sign for the entrance into the hotel as you drive up. Yeah. But even then, I think it would have Arabish with it. And I can almost promise you, if you went driving down the road and you saw some sign that's got some sort of funky alien language, oh, that's a Star Wars hotel. Well, most of the people that are going to be going to this will recognize Arabish. Even if you can't, I, I can't read it, but I know what it looks like. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yep, because it's not going to be open for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Plus, I believe the only windows are going to be those on the first floor. Yeah. All the rooms, there's no windows at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, other than that, any final thoughts? Not for me. Ken? I didn't have anything uh, anything special. <laughs> uh, then on that, we got, there was a lot of stuff that um, came out in celebration. We're still trying yeah. to sift through it all. Yeah. Well, on that note. Give the evacuation code signal. All right. Cut the chatter. Jets. I can hold it. Pull out. No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of the SAR-2 unit. Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where?